Few things make me as uncomfortable as disagreements. Conflicts between friends, family, people I love. Plenty of times they don't even know that I disagree because I don't say anything. I'm afraid if I share my opinion, I'll either feel judged or I'll accidentally make my friends feel judged. But I think this dread of disagreements is partially my own fault. If you two have ever straight up dreaded disagreeing with someone you love, stick around because we're diving into why that is and how we can help each other disagree well. Thankfully, my co-host Candace has a little bit of a different perspective on this and does this a little better than I do. So even if you're someone who has never shied away from sharing opinions or a lively debate, you can still get something out of this episode. Trust me, people with my personality type need you in on this discussion. This is the non-exclusive podcast. Stories that remind you, you're not the only one. Hosted by Candace and Rebe. Three out of four sets of my great-grandparents came over from Italy when they were just teenagers. The Italian food has been the main surviving tradition in my family. All the women in my family can make the best tomato sauce you have ever tasted in your life, all from scratch. But there's one other ethnic stereotype, if you will, that has actually helped shape me into who I am today. My loud, expressive family members are great. They're the main reason I'm not an awkwardly shy human being right now. If you spend a little time with my family, you'll realize sometimes you have to try really hard to get a word in. They love a lively conversation and are more than happy to share their opinions on most any subject. Their convictions and ideas run deep, and I've always admired them for that. Then there's me. I was born more introverted, a little quieter. And while I wouldn't call myself shy anymore, I definitely was as a little kid. Growing up in this family meant that I had to at least learn how to speak up when I absolutely needed to. It honestly made me stronger. But those opinions, opinions are freaking everywhere. Not just in my family, but they've followed me through all of my life. Everyone has an opinion these days about everything from politics to theology to pop culture and back again. To be honest, for better or for worse, I learned to just stay away from them. I don't need to weigh in on every current event, pop culture antic, or water cooler conversation. I'll just be over here, eating my favorite ice cream, oh, finally cleaning out my car, and enjoying the sunshine. Just let me like what I like and be happy, okay? While I'm totally capable of developing and sharing a strong opinion, that doesn't mean I want to. And that doesn't mean I want to do the work to get to that educated opinion in the first place. You see, that's the thing. If I actually have an opinion on something, there's a high chance I've thought this through for a long time. It means I care about it a lot. So when I finally have a true opinion about something important to me, and let's face it, the older you get, the more you mature and experience life, there are really important issues that you can't help but have an opinion on. You can't help but be more educated and go through that process. So when I finally do have that opinion and I realize it's a lot different than most of my friends, you better believe I am squirming. By voicing my differing opinion, I'm afraid it will be the equivalent of me saying, um, you're wrong, 
I'm afraid they'll feel judged. I'm afraid it will change our friendship. And deep down, I'm afraid they won't understand where I'm coming from at all. And they'll just judge me, or worse, write me off as that different girl over there. There are so many passion-inciting topics that women can disagree on. I'm going to name a few just so you can get an idea of where I'm coming from. Feminism, motherhood, dating, marriage, sex, birth control, male headship, abortion, faith, church. Is your heartbeat picking up right now? Because mine is, just by hearing that list. If I was talking to some random people I had never met before, it would be a little easier to talk through my opinions on some of these serious issues. They don't know me, and they may never see me again. Okay. But when it comes to my friends and family, whom I love dearly, whom I want to encourage and keep in my life, whom I want to be able to talk openly to, ugh, that's the worst. If anything can divide a group of women, it's differing opinions on their fertility, faith, and role as a woman. If we disagree, where would I even begin? What if I don't explain myself well enough? What if this is the end? That's why I'm talking about this. This is a place within myself where I can feel majorly like the only one. And that's exactly why we started this podcast, to step out of that isolation and talk about it. I've been working this through in my head and heart for a while, and while I'm still far from perfect at handling conflict, I've been learning a lot. Plus, Candace has a totally different perspective on conflicts and disagreements between friends that I've found really helpful, and I think you will too. So let's get to the bottom of what's happening and what needs to be happening when we disagree. Right after this. So if you're a person who likes to put a face with a name, then you should follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We post photos of all the people that we interview as well as day-to-day life stuff with Rebe and I. So head on over to Instagram or Facebook and follow us at Non-Exclusive Podcast. Just planning for this topic with Candace as we've talked about getting to the heart of why I'm so bothered by conflict and disagreeing, that alone is making me uncomfortable <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's just too much emotional work. But that's what I end up battling with. When there is a disagreement or a conflict, or I think that if I share my opinion, it's not going to go over well, or it's going to be really unpopular, or I don't know what people are going to think about it. I get that, like total nerves, butterfly, tension in your chest kind of feeling, like not full out like anxiety, but there's even a little bit of a physical effect. Like it's just a terrible feeling. And I'm going to be thinking about it for probably the rest of the day. (laughs) And that's me. And I don't always know what to do with it. But that's so just part of your personality type. I remember this one time we were at a Mexican restaurant eating dinner with our friend Katie, who you guys met. Episode seven. Yes, she's fantastic. Yeah, And Katie and I, disagreed on something it was not a big deal it wasn't you know it wasn't threatening our friendship or anything (laughs) it literally was like oh you think this about church and I think this about church it was no big deal but I saw Rebe go like into peacemaker mode like I need to make this okay and share both of your opinions and neither of you are wrong yes well and I remember that conversation I wasn't like physically uncomfortable necessarily but I automatically like felt like I needed to fill in all the gaps and make sure everything was good. And I even 
saw both of your points. Like I was sitting in the middle. Literally. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> and that's where I find myself so often. And I don't always know what to do with it. But I know that while, you know, nobody is perfect at disagreeing, your viewpoint of it really is different. Yeah, because unlike you, I'm not a peacemaker. In fact, I've never really had a problem with confrontation. My mom and I used to have like full on scream battles. Which is funny to me. Yeah, because like my mom the is the sweetest, sweetest person. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you were the sweetest person. No, my mom is the sweetest person. She's also the sweetest person. That is true. Um, but in high school, I think I just thought I knew everything. And so I, I, I had a lot of opinions in within like school and within my friendships and within my family. And I wasn't afraid to speak them. A lot of that was done very poorly, but it did teach me once I learned how to do it well, that disagreeing was not a bad thing. I didn't have to be in fear of conflict because in the things that I felt very strongly about, there was no one that was going to change my mind. There was nothing that they could say, take my faith. That if someone came at me like, Jesus is not real, I would be like, <laughs> uh, okay, that's your experience. But you can't tell me that my experiences are not true and that's not real. And so I would have no problem. I could sit there and listen to them talk all day long about how Jesus is not real and it wouldn't bother me. Yeah, I would almost rather that. Yeah. Because I do have those very black and white things and my faith is definitely one of them. But there are a lot more issues where... I feel like I'm in the middle somehow or I don't know what I think. And in order to figure out what I think, it just looks like a full time job emotionally and yeah. I'm not up for it. So I almost would rather somebody just come up to me and say, hey, Jesus isn't real. Because then, of course, I would be like, OK, that's fine. Yeah. But I feel like that's not how disagreements come up. No, not you know, always. When it comes to disagreements, just kind of in conversation with fellow Jesus-loving friends, for example, there's a lot more gray areas. It's not just about my faith. It's about maybe our lifestyle or our theology or our politics. And it never comes up as just, hey, you're wrong. It's so often subtle and just in conversation and you're afraid of what you're going to say and you're trying to say it delicately. And I end up just not saying anything at all and then just thinking maybe I should have said something. And it's just all so much more gray. Totally. <laughs> and I have those gray areas, too. One of my friends loves to find the things that I am gray in and challenge me to think about them and challenge me to talk about them and why I believe what I believe in those gray areas. I literally hate it because it makes me feel so uncomfortable because I I have a hard time matching whether it is like my faith and my heart um, don't always go together. And and those are that's really challenging for me. Yeah. Um, because humans exist and I know people and that's hard. But those gray areas are amazing because I've had opportunities to actually talk about some of them and I get a little less gray every time or maybe more gray. But it's OK to stay in those gray areas sometimes until you actually figure out if you have an opinion or maybe you actually just still need to like pray and pursue God's thoughts on it because he may give you insight that you wouldn't otherwise have. And at least you learned yeah. something because I totally recognize that sometimes I don't want to do the hard work and that's what ke what's keeping me from learning. Definitely. And I think there's so many things that people disagree on these days that it's really hard to know all the answers for all the things. And there will be things that people talk about and want to debate that I will always sit out on because I just... 
I'm not that interested. There's definitely things that I'm very interested in or I've grown to be interested in. You, you know, there's things that I would debate right now that I would <laughs> not have debated 10 years ago because I didn't Same. know yeah. people or have the interactions that I've had. And some of it's just maturity. Totally. When you're a teenager, you can kind of not worry about a lot of issues that then all of a sudden when you're in your 20s and 30s and you're an adult out in the real world, it really matters and you really actually have to make decisions about it. And that's kind of what happened to me. Like sometimes I'm end up, I, I'm forced to make a decision sometimes. Definitely. And I have to wrestle with it. And I mean, lots of growth has come from that. And I know that. I recently watched this TED Talk and it was really interesting because I was I was actually just looking for information on disagreeing and how to do it well because I really wanted to be a little more educated in this subject. And the woman in this talk was sharing a story about this doctor who um, had a theory she she was certain of and she wanted to make sure that she was not proven wrong. So what she did was bring someone on her team to prove her wrong. And who would do all of the research to prove her wrong because she knew that if she only surrounded herself with people who were like minded, then there could be a lot of holes in her theory that would never be seen because all of these people thought the same. I love that because there are so many times that we surround ourselves with these like minded people and only talk about the same things that we believe. And we're missing out, not only on finding out what holes are in our um, opinions. Yeah, it can make you stronger in your thoughts. That's true. But also on seeing someone else's perspective, which I know some of the things that we're like referencing or talking about are really intense. But some things are just, you know, maybe there isn't a right or wrong person. And maybe you just need to see this other person's opinion and get to understand where they're coming from and why they're choosing what they're choosing. That's beautiful to me to have like that. She brought someone in to disagree with her, knowing they would disagree with her and didn't avoid it at all, but used it to make her theory work, make her experience better. While you were reading up on this disagreeing, you found a quote that actually goes perfect with that story. And I've been thinking about it all day because I think it really is helpful to me, at least. Oh, yeah. Um, I was reading about all of this disagreeing stuff and I saw someone make this remark and saying, I know this is a silly cliche, but I thought it was the best thing ever. The quote is, seek to understand before you seek to be understood. And I think that this is genius because so many times I go into situations wanting my voice to be heard and wanting to be understood because I feel like I need to back myself up and I need to prove that I know what I'm saying or I need to prove that what I know is right. And in in most situations, that's going to end badly because you're probably very protective and you probably have some walls up or whatever it is. But if you go into any sort of disagreement Maybe it's a switch that you have to turn off too, uh, like the switch that goes like, oh, I'm feeling defensive. I'm actually going to sit back now and actually just say like, wait, why do you believe that? Why do you think that? Because that's really beautiful because then you'll actually be able to understand and not attack in the midst of an argument. I think why that resonated with me so much when I have stuck it out and gone through kind of a mini conflict or disagreement with a friend And when we really have stuck it out and gotten to the side of understanding each other, 
it's been really cool, and there are a couple things I've learned from it. That's a thing. And one of the things when it comes to disagreeing is that you don't know the other person's experience, and you won't unless you you understand, like you're yeah. saying. I mean, I've had that happen where, you know, my friend and I are talking, and I'm finding that she doesn't really disagree with something that I really care about. And lo and behold, the more we talk, I realize that her life experience is so different than mine that no wonder it's going to take her a lot longer to get to that conclusion or even to understand my conclusion, even if she doesn't get to the same one. As soon as you realize that someone's experience is different, it's like, oh, of course, this is going to take some time. You kind of have to go through it and just kind of give people grace. And grace. the second That's thing a is a huge oh, part of we're it. We're going to get back to grace. Yes. Grace. <laughs> people remember grace. Yes. And then the second part goes along too is that you don't know what God is going to do in their heart in the future because it's all in his timing and you don't know what he's going to teach them and you. You don't know what he's going to teach you in the That's future. That's a key one. You. Yes. I think so many times people, especially in today's times where social media is out there and all we want to do is jump to conclusions and think think we know why a person believes what they believe to take the time to actually try and get to know why they believe that and give them the grace to actually grow is huge because that's not what people do in social media. I have no. a friend who says all these horribly hateful things on social media and they're all their opinions. But when it comes down to it, if someone disagrees with them on social media, they're going to attack their opinion as well as that person and I feel like that happens all the time I see it way too often where it isn't just the opinion that's being attacked it then goes to the actual person and that's disagreeing really badly and I hate that social media plays into my anxieties about disagreeing for sure because if the goal is to seek to understand each other and I'm having fear about oh, they're not going to understand where I'm coming from and they're going to think badly of me. Like, that's a fear of mine. Social media is like the worst place for that because how is someone going to truly understand where I'm coming from, my life experience? And how many characters do you get on Twitter? (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. How am I truly going to be understood? And it's true, even when I see something I disagree with on Twitter, I don't actually know that person's life experience. I don't actually know why she tweeted that necessarily what the conversation was that led to that so that's why I don't post my opinions almost ever and some people would disagree with that and that's fine but I would so much rather be sitting across from you eye to eye with a cup of coffee and you know a couple of hours where I could truly hear your side of it I could truly hear your thoughts what you've come to learn your experience and You could hear mine. What's the point of sharing my opinion if people don't actually want to understand it? Totally. And I 100% agree. You'll never see my opinions on Facebook or Twitter. I don't even Twitter. So, or whatever the heck you call it. Tweet. I don't tweet. Um, I use filters on Instagram. But you're not going to see me post that kind of stuff because I I don't care to fight with you over, fight with anybody. over social media. In fact, on social media, I want to be like uplifting and exciting and show you a fun thing, not tear people down. And that's what's happening. But I do love what you said about, I think disagreeing should be done face to face (laughs) and 
over coffee, doing something that you love. And the thing that I think is most important, because all of this people, we're talking about disagreeing within your friends, within your family, within people that you actually love. Because all of this would change if it was a complete stranger. Yes. Kind I of am, like we were saying earlier, if it was people that I knew disagreed with me and I didn't really know them, it was some random happenstance encounter, I wouldn't really care. I'd just be like, yeah, I don't really agree. Okay. Like, it'd be fine. Because I don't really care what they think of me (laughs) to a degree, you know. But if it's somebody that I love and see often and I care to have them in my life, there's a lot more at stake. Definitely. And there's a lot more fear that goes with it, for me at least. And I know that this fear is not good. I know... I've actually talked about bravery before on this podcast, episode two. Who would have thought? Yeah. And so, like I said in that episode, there are times I do it well, and there are times, like in these instances, where I do not do it well. And I really let that fear that people will think I'm judging them and think badly of me, or people will judge me and my opinions and think badly of me. So basically, it comes down to being afraid of what people will think. Mm. It will. It comes down to people I love thinking badly of me, thinking yeah. poorly of me. And I mean, I think everyone has that thing. And I think for a long time, I didn't fully realize that this was my thing. <laughs> yeah. So. But here's the yeah. thing. And what I would say to that is your opinions aren't your identity or what people think about your opinions are not your identity. Yes. And that's the root of it. Because if you know who you are, which you do. If they disagree with you or think that your opinion is ridiculous, it doesn't change your identity. It doesn't change who you are. And that for me is what I think I had to learn at one point was that if someone disagreed with me, it didn't change who I was. It didn't change who I know I am. And so it was okay. I could sit there and I could listen to everything they had to say and be like, you're cool. I totally disagree, but awesome. Like, I love you and you're a great person, you know, because most of these people that I would have these disagreements with, I know who they are as well. And so it doesn't change how I think of them either, because I know that they're incredible human beings who God created and are beautiful. If and when you and I ever disagree, I will know this. Yeah. Phoebe and I don't disagree a lot. That's a good example, though, because moments where maybe we do or maybe we're talking about like a hot button issue where there's a lot of nuance and we think just all these different points are being thrown out. I at least know that you don't hate me, you know, because you actually, yeah. you know me, you're somebody who spends a lot of time with me. Like we've, we've spent the time to build that friendship. And so I know that you're not going to think badly of me. Totally. Like, it would have to be something pretty serious <laughs> for me to fear that with you. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's just it. That's because we have built this relationship where we do seek to understand. Again, not that we are perfect oh, at no. every time, but we've had some work disagreement. <laughs> that's the- a place where I usually don't get upset. I'm just like, no, I don't like it. Well, neither <laughs> of us get upset, but we've have disagreed. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want everyone to think that we agree about everything because we don't. Right. But in the end, it doesn't really matter. Right. Because I we're good. And I know where you know? you're coming from. And yeah. I know your heart. Yeah. And I know that you are going to seek to understand me too. And even if you disagree, you're going to be like, hey, I get it. And I understand where you're coming from. And it's cool. Yeah. I'll support you. And it's, the feeling is mutual. Yes. Because I know that you know me as well. Yeah. And so it works. And I think that's honestly where people need to go into an argument. As well as 
and we will continue to go back to this, <laughs> going to scripture because you did you do this amazing thing. I didn't think to do this because maybe because it doesn't bother me as much. I don't know, like conflict, but I I might start now because I think it's great. But you go to a scripture before you yeah, go to again, an argument. Not like not like I have every single time, but okay, there have but been still. some key very uncomfortable conversations where this scripture has come up. It's Colossians 3, 12, and it just talks about putting on compassionate hearts and kindness and humility and patience and bearing with one another and focusing on love and what unifies us in Christ. And this scripture really is talking to the church, so it's really speaking a lot to this topic and my fears of when I might disagree with people I love and people, fellow people of faith. And so really, even though this conversation makes me want to say, I wish that people would just give me grace and I wish that they would seek to understand me. That is true. But more than anything, I know that I need to, first of all, ground myself in my identity and who I am, which is my faith and which comes from filling myself up with scripture. I know that. And then second of all, seek to be that person that is seeking to understand. Even though I know that to some degree, I'm definitely in the middle of this journey of, oh, why does this bother me so much? And just doing this episode and talking with Candace about it has been kind of eye-opening to me. I've learned a lot about myself in the past few weeks, even just by preparing this episode And one thing that's given me a lot of freedom, even today, just while I was editing and thinking about this, is that I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to have a fully thought out opinion because honestly, if I'm truly seeking to understand and to love other people, and also some of these issues are just really tricky and really hard and complicated, it's okay to be learning. It's okay to not know an answer sometimes. Because these issues are so important, sometimes I think I have to have all the answers and I have to be able to tell someone exactly what I think and exactly why. And while that is something that I strive for because I want to be knowledgeable and strong in what I believe, I also want to be loving and I also want to rest in the truth that I do know about God and focus on that more than I focus on my personal opinion and ability to argue it to somebody else. So there's a lot here, but really it comes back for me to fear. There's two things we really want you to remember after all of that. And one is know where your identity is. For us, that's definitely in our faith. And we hope for you it is too, because that's something that can't be shaken. And once you have that bigger perspective and you're filling yourself up with that truth, if someone doesn't have a great opinion of you or something doesn't go quite right, it's not going to shake you as much because you know who you are. And another key one is seek to understand before you seek to be understood. It is so valuable to try and understand the other side before you force your side. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against the other, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. 
And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. And be thankful. Colossians 3, 12 through 15.